pretty cool and this isn't a pretty cool movie review because i get to review blue velvet we're talking blue velvet 1986 the classic david lynch film really the first david lynch Ooh, eraserhead fans just went what did he even dare why would he dare to say such slanderous remarks on a podcast, what's wrong with this per- person? What's wrong with this crazy person? Um, you are tuned into the uh, movie review uh, segment, segment, uh, or I guess thing that we do here uh, on the MySpace, the podcast, stereo podcast feed. And uh, thanks for being here. We've done a, this is the 154th edition, as mentioned. And it's the 560th episode. Well, maybe. I don't actually don't know that because I'm recording this in advance and then I'm going to pump it out. Pump, pump it out. Pump, pump it out. And uh, we're going to pump it out later. I, 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 I was thinking this along the lines of wanting to do a, uh, a look at a certain director, a classic director's filmography. And I have a list of classic directors. Some of them I'm uh, familiar with uh, pretty pretty well, and that one of them would be David Lynch. And I'm kind of most of these have been rewatching uh, these films, and uh, we've already done the uh, Inland Empire, which I kind of just kind of I finally watched that in its entirety all the way through, and I gave my thoughts on that. So you can go back and look look at that up on the podcast feed here. And I also talked about the Elephant Man, which again I don't think I gave that a necessarily one of my better reviews uh because i think that movie's not for me in a lot of ways um but this movie blue velvet is is for me and i think it's for uh any cinephile out there it's it's certainly a major work of david lynch and i am going to do a countdown of of his films from from worst to first after i'm done giving them all uh, their own kind of moment in the sun review. And I, you know, I guess you, there's sort of, if you, if you, if you are a listener of the show, you can kind of follow along and see what scores I'm giving them. And then maybe there'll be, there won't be a lot of mystery when it comes down to unveiling the, uh, top, um, the countdown. Because they'll just be in order of the best scores. I, you know, that one, one would think. So I, I am in a bit of a, a crossroads in terms of how to how I want to do this. Uh, do I want to start withholding scores on these films to make to make that episode uh, a little have a little more juice behind it, and all that? All I will unveil their scores and where they fit in the kind of the pantheon of of great movies that I have uh, cat- categorized and cataloged, having seen. 
and we've got over 100 uh we're, we're probably because we're probably closing in on 200 total films now on my movie if you go to movies.myamera.ca you'll be able to check out all of the uh i don't have links up yet because we're i i'm in the process of kind of reorganizing how how they're online but you can you can see the whole list and you can find them if you go back on the on the podcast feed they're 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 out there in the world um so so i think that's what i'm going to do i'm not going to give this a score that being said this is going to get a very high score because it's it's in my and i'll i'll, I'll give i'll give a little bit of a tease to it because i, I don't want to i don't I, I like i like doing this and i like thinking about things like this so I will tell you that it is in my top three David Lynch films, and that's probably not going out on any any kind of a limb uh, by saying that. And 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 what do you say about this that already hasn't been said? You could go there's like documentaries on YouTube. There are people who have done done like shot by shot. They're not you know not not every shot, but they've done video reviews. Uh, what do you? Why in 2019 would do do you, would do you even? Do a Blue Velvet re- movie review. I mean, it's it's people. They they're either they're either going to check it out or they're not. I don't know what else I have to say. Um, to say about it. Uh, I just I did uh, you know so so there's 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 that you know I I don't I I am at a bit of a I don't know I don't know how to go about this. You know, I kind of did something interesting. I thought for inland at my inland empire review, uh, I wasn't going to do something wacky for every one of these David Lynch reviews. So I guess I'll just talk about the film um, and what it's about because, you know, I, I suppose there's someone out there who maybe doesn't know, and I guess I guess that is the person that I'm talking to, uh, the person that, that has heard about this Blue Velvet thing. What's that all about? So let's just get right into it. And so I can tell you right now, um, skip ahead to uh, uh, skip ahead in the show, and I will put in the description where the uh, Mandy review, and that's that, that I'm announcing right now here. The second half of this show, we're actually going to review the 2018 film Mandy, starring Nicolas Cage. So that and that was a very interesting movie. So 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 uh, so check the description of this show. Skip ahead to that if you if you want to you want to hear about a movie that maybe you haven't seen and get get a, get a take on a on a newer movie. Uh, we're going to get into the Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet! Here we go. It is a neo-noir mystery film, and it certainly is, and it blending uh, psychological horror with the uh, film noir genre. And, and and I think the work within genre that David Lynch does, he you know he, he does play with this kind of new, neo-noir, the noir mystery is certainly something he's uh, dabbled in throughout his career. Uh, more, probably more so in Lost Highway in terms of being having that kind of classic noir mystery type of feel. Uh, but it's certainly present here. And I think, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily a detraction or it's something that you know he should get too much credit for, but it's something that should be acknowledged that, that the... You know, they almost think of something as existing in the David Lynch, and, and it and it's almost defies genre. And I kind of think that's a bunch of hogwash because I think that he is sort of really working in, in genre still, which is fine, but it needs to be pointed out because he's not he hasn't he this form is not 
is not entirely new. And that's not a, this is not a knock. He's one of my favorite filmmakers, but it's just something that it's that I think gets uh doesn't doesn't get really acknowledged. Th- this movie, you know, I- I've seen this now I want to see I've I hadn't seen it in years. So I watched it recently, rewatched it and I hadn't seen it in oh man, I would say a good good 5 or 6 years. Uh at least, probably longer. And uh I've seen it probably now four or five times overall over just all the way through. And it's funny because I'm trying to like remember when I watched these films and what was the setting. It's always interesting to me because it's like my memory's so bad, and I think like you know I like was I was I with a what friend was I with? I was watching on DVD. Was it was it old enough where we were watching a VHS copy? Is that possible? Um, certainly is possible. Probably the first time I watched this was on a tape. Uh, to be honest with you, in college or, or uh, yeah, probably when I was in my early twenties, uh, I watched this for the first time. And I was just getting into film, and you know, before I became just a. Uh, you're you're uh, uh, one of your experts out there in, in the culture, uh, reviewing film and giving his opinion on film basically daily at this point with the amount of movies I watch. Uh, so you know, I it, it's 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 good to hark back to those times and think about how you got into this, how I got into this biz, really. Uh, so Jeffrey Beaumont is of course played by Mister Kyle MacLachlan, and is uh, a uh, David Lynch. Um, Stable is his second time working with David Lynch after they met uh, uh, filming Dune, the failure of Dune, which we'll we'll get to uh, as we go down the filmography path. And he returns home to his town, hometown of Lumberton, North Carolina. And Lumberton, North Carolina, is a real place. It's not a uh, Twin Peaks. It's not. It's not. It's 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 essentially a real place. It's. it's um, you know, I don't know necessarily the particulars in terms of of did did, did they do it justice? I know that this film the film was filmed on location in um, I think it was Wilmington, North Carolina. Can you give me Wilmington? Can you give me a Wilmington, please? Why don't I have this for? Yeah, I guess it was filmed in Wilmington. So I don't know how close Wilmington is to the actual town of Lumberton. I don't. I don't know, and I haven't done the research before I hit the old record button. So I'm not going to get into that now because that seems like a very boring and not not necessary thing to talk about in terms of uh, the real life similarities to Lumberton and what's the Lumberton on the screen here. Uh, but David Lynch is certainly playing with the small town America, which he would would then uh, knock on its head in, in Twin Peaks, and that and the focal point of the town. Uh, is is starting to come into play here, uh, where where you see it take off in, with Twin Peaks. This is this is the clearly the launching pad for that fascination. Um, so Jeffrey Beaumont returns home from college after his father suffers a stroke, and of course this scene with the near the near fatal stroke is, for my money, maybe the most iconic David Lynch kind of kind of just opening maybe maybe it's the best way to just say just to say it's it's the best or at least the most uh lynchian of all his openings and that's the picket fence 
the Dalmatian and the fire truck, and then of course David Lynch's own dog lapping up and biting at the water after this. After it's all done, and it's a beautiful slow motion. Uh, after the father uh, suffers this stroke and he's lying there on the lawn, and then of course they go into the grass and they see all the bugs, and it's about you know it's about taking a look a little bit closer at the, these things that on their surface aren't necessarily what they seem. Uh, so it has it has all that stuff, and it's just a beautiful it, like the the first fifteen minutes of this movie are just uh, are, are are so good, and and I I, I you know I love this movie uh, a lot. It's it's rewatching it with such a joy. Uh, clocks in at a, at an even two hours on the dot. The uh, final cut here. And it was interesting because I'm, as I'm doing this uh, rewatch, I also read the book Room to Dream, which I just finished. And I've been watching a lot of interviews with David Lynch uh, that he's that he did that he's been doing since 2014, I, and and just little things that I find on YouTube that just kind of as a, a bit of an accompanying here and there. Uh, you, but I've been taking to to putting on some David Lynch interviews as I do my own work, kind of a creative projects that I'm working on. I, I've been enjoying have that on the in the background. I'm not sure exactly why, but. Uh, so so I've been getting a little little bit about the process and it's funny when you live you know I feel like I've you've seen one interview with David Lynch you've kind of seen them all he's not a great interview I mean he does not he's not like Bart Scorsese well and not, nor should he be I mean they're totally different people but I'm just thinking he somebody who was a complete antithesis of David Lynch that popped into my head right now was Scorsese because he'll he'll just he'll talk about the meaning and how things are done and and you just Give him one thing where David Lynch is so much more uh, cagey and guarded, and and, and we won't get into any sort of interpretations about what things mean. Uh, he he just won't talk about it, which I respect. And I but but I, I've you know I don't know why I've been I feel like I don't need to ever watch another interview again after seeing these uh, several kind of long form uh, town hall I guess type type interview events that he's that are on YouTube. There's plenty of them on YouTube. And like they're 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 fa- fairly interesting. It's like once or twice per per one of those things that I've watched, I've, something has jumped out at me and I've been like, "Oh, that's great." Um, but okay, so are we am I really going to go through the whole plot of the movie here trying to check my schedule? I'm I'm hungry. I kind of want to eat lunch. So that's I, I don't think I'm going to just I started I didn't get very far with the plot. <laughs> I didn't get very far. Uh, with the plot here, I just we just got uh, we didn't even get to the ear yet. Jesus, um, there, there, I'm not gonna do the whole plot. Uh, the, but again, uh, I would say the beginning of this movie till till through the ear scene, uh, is is just so is so great. Um. The whole movie is great, but I just I, I love the intro. It's just you, you enter a world. It's just so well done. The setup of these first things, this this first uh, the first moments of this movie. I just love it so much. I love it. Uh, of course, we played the uh, infamous Frank Booth dry humping uh, baby uh, baby wants to fuck um, clip at the beginning, which is you know doesn't get any. Like that is that is Lynch at the most uh, knock you over a head with just what the fuck this is my what am I looking at here what am I listening to on the screen what what is I'm being my my all my sensibilities of good taste are being assaulted with this you know the baby with David with Dennis Hopper thing baby wants to fuck 
just the the that that performance is uh something else something else entirely uh yeah so uh you know there's again I, we won't redo the whole i'm just kind of glancing at the plot to see if anything's um you know um jumps out at me i i love all these little like all the little touches you know like all the little the little side characters in this movie are great like the yellow man the, the fact that he calls him the yellow man you know, the guy in the yellow coat and um you know the well-dressed man it turns out to be i guess um it's dennis hopper in disguise right that's uh i didn't know that i just watched the film um <laughs> uh boy I'm just uh, reading this. Give me one more. Give me an Uno. Momento. Give me Uno. Momento. Uh, another great line I love was, uh, you know, he he, he puts he put his testes in me. Then Isabella Rosalina. They're almost they're almost so I feel like they're like almost memes at this point, but they're so good. But it's also just like they they're they're um they're weird in that in that uh in in a way. Because it's like, you know, I don't like they're they're so uh ubiquitous now, I guess. Maybe they're not. Maybe the maybe they're still. You know, it's funny because there's he's still it's still underground in a lot of ways, and it doesn't really. You know, the the Twin Peaks revival. I think uh, the last uh, was, that came out in 2017. Now it's so weird that time passes. It feels like that just happened. Still, those 18 episodes of Twin Peaks, and uh, here we are. And I don't know what else to say. I'm gonna give this a good score. I'm gonna. I, I gotta save. I gotta put some meat on the bones when I do the countdown. I gotta get so so I you know I can't give it all away here. I think we'll just get right into the Mandy review. So come uh, come for the the uh, the the blathering idiot talk about uh, in a very uh, unacademic way the the classic film Blue Lynch. Would stay for him talk about the very dumb but very good uh, movie Mandy. The nineteen. 52 film about a uh, Mandy, of course, is a 1952 British film about a family's struggle to give their deaf daughter a better life. It was directed by Alexander McIndrick and is based on the novel The Day is Ours by Hilda Lewis. It stars Phyllis Calvert, Jack Hawkins, and Terrence Morgan and features the first appearance by Jane Asher. In the film, in the U.S., the film was released as The Story of Mandy. And then also later distributed it as Cat Crash of Silence. That was, they all were changing movie titles back in the day. That was such a thing. No, I'm kidding. I just there is a 1952 movie named Mandy though. I just did notice that. Uh, but we're talking about the 2018 movie Mandy, which is such a fucking uh, was such a trip to watch. And um, I you know I I had heard about it. It got the movie got great reviews, so I mean, I'm I, me me hopping on the bandwagon here saying that I loved Mandy is not uh, shouldn't surprise you because I mean just, the film is excellent reviews. I think it's like a 90, 92 on uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's it's been a critical darling. Uh, it didn't make a, a damn penny though. I mean, I guess it didn't even make its budget. 
uh, back at all. So it was kind of a flop. Uh, I'm sure it'll do well in the second life on on Blu-ray and, and DVD and, and on demand. I think it probably will will have a second life there because it is sort of becoming a, a, almost a, a, a instant cult type of a film. Directed by Panos Cosmatos, a Greek-Canadian film writer, and I think he's the son of uh, his his dad directed Rambo: First Blood and Cobra. His dad directed Rambo: First Blood Part Two and Cobra. I always love First First Blood Part Two. One of one of the funniest, unintentionally funny titles of anything ever. Um, and he also did Tombstone. The dad, George P. Cosmatos. Uh, a Greco-Italian film film director, but of course we're talking about Greek Canadian. Wait, how is this guy? How is his dad? How is this guy's dad Greco? Oh, Gre- Greco means Greek. I felt really dumb right now. <laughs> He's Greek and Italian, um, but the son is just Canadian and Greek. Well, he's probably, he's obviously a little Italian too. You want a little Italian in you? Oh, uh, his first film. Beyond the Black Rainbow, which was I have not seen, came out in 2010. So this is a while, a big gap uh, between films, and uh, you know I I don't know I don't know, I don't know I don't even I would never why would I even hazard a guess to why that is I have no idea, but um, needless to say I I I want to see that film now I certainly it, just from looking at the trailer and looking at just the movie poster for that film it certainly looks like it has it's in the same visual language in a sense that Mandy exists in and I think that's really where to start with this film is the way is just where how this film looks it just looks like you're watching a painting come to life it's fascinating like and at some points it really is. I mean, they do so much with the landscapes and with the colors and and I don't know what the hell they're doing with the with post production and uh, just how it's shot and 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 they, you know, the the final scene of this movie is the it, it pans out and and we're not we're not on Earth anymore. We're on sort of like this land with three moons and just uh, crazy clouds and shit just going on. But what? So the film. You know they, they they use all their energy on that, which is fine. But 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 let's be honest about the film itself. It's very dumb, and and the plot is is almost can be described in ten seconds. Uh, Mandy is Nic- Nicholas Cage's girlfriend. She's killed. He kills everybody that kills that killed her. Tracks them all down. And there's sort of a there's sort of two sides to that coin. Uh, of the people who are responsible, there's there's these demon characters. There, there's a demon biker gang who aren't are not human. They're 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 not supposed to be human. I think they're really supposed to be demons, and uh, they they exist on Earth. Uh, uh, they there's LS there's there's high powered um, a highly potent LSD that everyone's taking that the the this uh, that they're on I guess and that the uh, um, this this religious weird weirdo religious kind of uh, dark hippie cult, which is the people who actually take they they're the ones who actually commit the murder of Mandy. So the, the the that whole connection between the hippie cult and the demon biker gang and the guy the cook who's making who he shows up later the, he actually is spared uh, 
I don't believe Nicolas Cage kills that the the guy who the, he finds the cook making the LSD. Uh, like the, you know, you could get into it and, and put more um, credence and weight onto how all how all all how, how that all ties together. Um. Sure, you you could you could be like, oh, this is actually um, there. You know, this is you know the strain of LSD that the guy made, and this is why they're uh, you know uh, summoning these demons, and this is why the demon world uh, uh, opened the seam in the uh, planet Earth, and this is how they uh, they got you know, tied. And it's like you know you could get you could nerd out and be like, yeah, this is that you know, but you can you can also enjoy this movie a hell hell of a lot without really buying into any all that like it just he kills a bunch of demons he kills some hippie cult guys and nicholas cage is just fucking insane in this movie he's he's full-on uh lunatic nicholas cage in a way that just was very nice to see and um now another great part of that the score the the guy the great johan uh johan johansson uh, the Icelandic composer who did the just brilliant scores for the Den- Denis Villeneuve movies uh, that I've reviewed recently, Arrival and Blade Runner uh, 2049. Yeah, he does the score for this film too, one of the last that he does. Um, uh, maybe the last? I don't know if it's the very last one that he scored. I don't know, but it was if not, if it wasn't if it wasn't the last, it was definitely one of the, like the last couple. So he's that guy. It was super he's super talented. The mu- music is awesome in this film. Uh, it's you know it's similar style to 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 what what uh we you know and love from uh, the um, Villeneuve movies. Villeneuve. Um. Well, he he also did the theory of everything, which was the uh, funny enough, the first review I ever did was that movie. So maybe not funny to you, but just something to mention. Um, so yeah, what do I give Mandy? What do I give Mandy? <laughs> I don't know what to give Mandy as a score. Um, was it better than Selma? But I want to watch Selma or Mandy again. I remember likes I, I liked Selma a lot, but I am going to give a better score than Selma. I'm going to give Mandy a seven point seven seven. That's right, seven point seven seven sevens. It's all coming up, Mandy in the Mandyverse. The Mandyverse. How about that? Oh boy. Um, uh, like I said, I don't know when I'm going to put this one out, this episode, uh, but rest assured, rest assured friends that it'll be out at some point. Um, so there's that. All right, I don't know. I gotta go. I gotta pee, and I got. I'm hungry. I gotta eat lunch. So there was the blue. I talked a little bit about Blue Velvet again, uh, just as a as a programming note. I'm not gonna talk a ton about these David Lynch films on these actual reviews. I know that's a bit weak, but I have this idea of 
scoring them and then doing a countdown. So from here on out, as I go through the David Lynch movies, they're always going to be two first. So I'm always going to give you one David Lynch movie and then a new movie to check out. Uh, but just so you know, I'm not. You know, I'm going to try and go deeper with when I when I when I give them on a big uh, list, the reveal of the top the countdown. People love countdowns. I'm trying to create content that people like. So that's that's my whole that's my whole deal here. That's all I got, really. Uh, so it's it's that's all I've got. 